HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Vivino. Discover and buy wines wherever you are. Visit vivino.com heritage to stock up. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of the latest episode of Meat and Three, our weekly food news roundup. We're counting down the days to the 4th of July, so this week's theme is independence. After all, we're an independent food radio station. HRN is a labor of love. Staff, hosts, and listeners all share the belief that storytelling can change the world, one bite or sound bite at a time. We take a moment to ponder our founding mothers and fathers, specifically what they were drinking during the Revolutionary War. Rum in various combinations with beer and cider would be the order of the day. We highlight a story of self-sufficiency on the island of Vieques, Puerto Rico. The biggest thing we did was to start a lot of fermented vegetables because we knew the first thing to go would be refrigerator trucks coming to the island. And we examine the challenges facing independent grocery stores across the U.S. The struggle is real, but the future looks bright. Tune in to this week's episode of Meat in 3, available at heritageradionetwork.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Allie Kane. Welcome to In the Sauce, a new podcast about building food brands. We live in a culture that romanticizes entrepreneurship and the hustle. But what I really want to hear are the stories from the trek uphill. I want the stories about the bruises and the scrapes we all get as we build our businesses. I want to hear about the roads that led to nowhere and the lessons learned along the way. And I want advice in real time. This is the story of Haven's Kitchen Sauces, but it's also the story of every growing brand because we're all in the sauce. Today, I'm speaking with Alex Steikleather, a graphic designer who, after four years at the Oracle, that is Pentagram, (laughs) is now successfully freelancing. I met Alex while giving a farmer's market tour and asked her to design our sauce pouches, holding on to the essence of the Haven's logo that we designed in 2010, but updating it and making it more packaged good friendly. Just FYI, I cried at her first presentation. <laughs> it was that good. Hi, Alex. Hi. Um, so I guess my first question is always like, did you always want to be an artist? Did you know what graphic design was? Did you grow up in like an artsy environment? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I, um, well, I was always very creative growing up, but I didn't, 
um, ever think of being an artist, and I definitely didn't know what graphic design was. I remember I always was, um, I had creative hobbies. I was more of like a doodler. I was never doing like art. Right. But I was um, very into computer graphics without even really realizing oh, it. Oh, that's cool. I can't remember exactly how I discovered Photoshop, but I think it was just um, available at a school I was at. Right. And so I would play in that all the time. And um, I remember I like asked for like a scanner for Christmas. So I love <laughs> things like that, but I still like didn't know what graphic design was and right. didn't put together that that could be a job. And actually I got into design on accident. Um, when I was applying for colleges, I kind of just applied to all these different random liberal arts schools. Right. And I went to College of Santa Fe in New Mexico um, for two years and actually joined as a film major. Interesting. <laughs> just right. because, I right. don't know. Um, and I uh, was put into an intro to design class just on accident. Right. And it was the first time the program was starting there. And um, as I was taking those classes, I was like, oh, this makes way more sense. Right. It's like artistic and creative and visual, but it's also like problem solving. And so right. I switched majors and uh, started doing graphic design there. And then actually that school went bankrupt. Yeah, that, I read that. <laughs> like, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, so what did they, they, you just got a letter like, sorry, there yeah. will be no class mm -hmm. come September. They and were like, everyone should transfer because we just won't had be here. to find out where to transfer. Yeah. And um, I remember like realizing that and being like, oh man, I don't want to go through this process again. Right, right. Um, and everybody was moving to New York. And so I was like, all right, me too. Sign wow. me up. Um, and a bunch of us... Uh, um, applied to the School of Visual Arts. And right. So I ended up being a transfer student there and um, they have a great graphic design yeah, program. That's kind of, yeah. I feel like the Mac Daddy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like all the teachers are working designers. Mm -hmm. And there was one teacher there named Paul Sayre who at the time was like my favorite. I didn't know a lot of graphic designers, right. but I knew him and his work was just so clever and kind of illustrative. And I just thought he was the best. And I was like, that will be the class that I get into. Um, and I forced my way into his class. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he did not like have any open space and a bunch of people were trying to get in. Right. And he was like, everybody get out if you're not in my class. And I just stayed and kept going back you for weeks. You just didn't move. <laughs> oh yeah, my God, and I was great. like, hi, I'd like to be in your class. And he was like, no. I was like, okay, see you next week. And I just kept coming back <laughs> oh, and doing the that. assignments. Yeah. And he is actually married to Emily Oberman, who is a Pentagram partner. Got it. And uh, so I... Ended up forcing my way into an internship with Paul Sayre as well. Wow. Um, and well, if that's not like a lesson <laughs> in, you know, stick to yeah, perseverance. I don't know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I ended up interning for him and we worked on a project for Emily Oberman, just like a light branding logo ideas project while she was still um, at number 17, her old design studio. Right. And then she uh, liked stuff that I had done and wanted to talk to me. And right when I graduated, she had moved on to Pentagram and we connected there. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I ended up going, I kind of like was coming in for a few months, like not really like hired, but kind right. of like working. And right. was kind well, of sounds like, like that's happening. a trend in your life. A little yeah, bit. I right. know. Everything is like happy accidents that yeah. I'm just kind of like saying yes to and going there with the flow no with. Accidents. Yeah, exactly. So when you were growing up, were there any brands that you like that resonated with you or that you loved or that you just kind of connected with, but you didn't know necessarily that they were brands. Oh like God, I look I'm back sure and I have nice. these things that I feel very like visceral feelings mm -hmm. about, you know, like lucky charms. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Barbie. Yeah. You know? And I, it wasn't that I really loved the dolls as much as there was something about 
the big B mm-hmm. and like the way it was written. And I think it took me, I didn't know for a long time that that was conscious. Yeah. You know, that that was someone thinking, how do we take what this is and tell the story? Yeah. So did you have any of those? That I know. You I'm trying to think. I'm sure like if I came across them, there would be like so many. It's almost like smells or something. Right. Did um, you learn... Did you know what that was when you started that first class in Santa Fe? Like, was that the problem-solving thing that you're no, talking about? Well, it, well, it is kind of... I remember when I started the class in Santa Fe, it was framed as this, like, we're visual storytellers, and it, that's something I didn't, like, understand. What does that mean? Right. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, But now... But now it right. makes sense. And it's funny about, like, with graphic design, it is it's communication design and it is trying to convey a story or um, a mission or a feeling and, but almost in like an invisible right. way. Yeah. Um, like the Barbie thing. Right. Um, and people are like attracted to these different like products or things, but like they don't really know why. Do you know what I read? Did you read brand thinking by Debbie Millman? Mm-mm. Shout out. Yeah, everyone she's just amazing. She just should read that book if mm-hmm. you don't already listen to Design Matters. But she was talking to someone or she was interviewing someone, and I read that Santa Claus in the United States mm-hmm. was always portrayed in green until one year that Coca Cola oh, did an <laughs> ad with Santa in it. And yeah. of course, he was in like the Coca Cola. Yeah colors and now Santa's like red and white that's because so funny. of coke yeah I, I mean they've really it. like changed you know yeah. sort of our identity I yeah. think which is sort of fascinating so I'd like to just hear a little bit what do you think like were like the things that you kind of got out of SVA and then the things that you kind of got out of pentagram like if you had to sort of qualify them um I guess SVA um <laughs> It was uh, it was more like playtime, you know. Mm-hmm. You could kind of do whatever you wanted, which I at the time I didn't realize that that's what I could do. Right. I'm very much like, well, what's the right answer? What's the wrong answer? Right. It's like, well, there is no right answer. I'm like, right, but what is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, that's why you probably went into this on this side yeah. of things rather than like an artist. Totally. Side of things, I mean, right? well, I think there's a, like with art, it's kind of like there's free flowing and you're just kind of like painting whatever you feel. And I have trouble with that. I'm like, can you right. just give me um, an assignment and right. tell me what to draw and I will execute that for right. you, which is very much like designer side. Right. Um, but so at SVI, I definitely stressed myself out more and didn't take advantage of the fact that I could like do what I wanted to do. Right. Um, Did they give you like little mini case studies? Oh, almost? totally. Were yeah. They like this brand needs a new box. Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah. So there are different classes. There was like basic graphic design class and there would be like a packaging class or mm-hmm. a typography class or what? There are so many. Um, and yeah, you would get assignments that were like mini briefs that were kind of real life esque, but you were right. able to be a bit more experimental. Um, like when you t- just. Cause this, I find this really interesting because yeah. I think in another life, if I were more talented, mm-hmm. I would want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my brain well enough mm-hmm. that like, 
I'm good at identifying kind of what I like. Yes. But I could never execute it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the case with like most things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I opened a cooking school instead of becoming a chef. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I just want to be around all the talent, yeah. basically. But in a brief, would they say like, this is what they're trying to do and this is the problem they're trying to solve or like this is the kind of font they like what kind yeah. of brief would well, you get? Well, um, it would, I mean, I'm trying to think if there was like a specific example that comes to me. Uh, well, and I remember in my like basic design classes, it was way more open. It was, um, what I'm trying to think of, it would be like, okay, here is a word and you just create a book based right. off the word oh, wow. that's like 50 pages or something. Oh my gosh. So it's very, very vague big. and broad. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, but yeah. can you tell me more of like, right. what to do? <laughs> and so um, I would struggle, like the less parameters is worse for me. Right. Um, but some people can thrive on that. Right. Um, and uh, so it was a bit more like playtime experimental at SVA. Mm-hmm. And then at Pentagram, it definitely became more like real world specific um and is a pentagram experience similar to kind of our experience where you know I came in and I sort of described what we were doing and then you kind of said I sent you these things I liked and you Mm -hmm. sort of were able to reduce it into what I was trying to say yeah well um like with Haven's Kitchen Sauces Mm -hmm. you already had the Haven's Kitchen brand right um so there's kind of two I mean there's so many directions design can go in but it's different than if we're just given a like this is an idea and right. I have no brand at all. Right. And these are kind of the things that I want it to be about. Right. And some people don't even know yeah, what, they, what they like. You have very specific tastes yes. and you were able to give so me So it one. turns out I was a good client you for were. you because I was able to be like, I like this yes. and I like that. Right. Yeah, you were like, here's my brand. Here are the things I like. Right. We, we're making sauce, like right. put it together. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's a, that's a different process because you have some of the ingredients as opposed to starting from scratch with right. a brand. Um, so yeah, with Haven's Kitchen Sauces, like you have the brand, you have the logo, you have the black and white, you've got like the clear typography, mm-hmm. and then you also like you know kind of like handwriting different things right. and also different types of illustration. Right. And um, I'm kind of was able to see from all those different assets like different directions. That was so cool. Guys, when Allie cried at my presentation, <laughs> you just like raised the bar. I mean, now that, if people don't cry, you're like shit, which is every time. That's very unusual. <laughs> no, I just I mean, I want to get to it. I want to take a little break mm-hmm. and then sort of get to the process with us because yeah. I do think it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I also just think the whole process full stop is interesting. Mm-hmm. I know that people call Havens and they're like, can you help us, you know, either come up with a fast, casual, blah, blah, mm-hmm. a concept or and and I'm always sort of amazed that people want to start things that they don't have already like an emotional connection to. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I understand that people are starting things all the time and they might not have a design vision for mm-hmm. it, but they know exactly what their product is. Yeah. So I'm sort of curious about. Well, obviously, I want to talk about the process with us, but mm-hmm. I guess also when we get back from the break, mm-hmm. I want to talk about sort of how you start from scratch with mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know what they like, but they just kind of have this idea. Mm-hmm. So we'll take a little break and we'll be back to talk about all of it.
visiting the in-laws this weekend. They've asked you to bring wine. You need a bottle that says, I'm laid back enough that I didn't think about this choice for hours. But also, I've graduated from Two Buck Chuck, proving I can provide for your daughter and our future children. Where to go from here? Just ask Vivino. Vivino knows feeling pressured in the wine aisle can sour the whole experience. But with the largest wine inventory, Vivino gives you the best price on personalized picks based on your taste profile, then ships them right to your door. Scan wines, compare reviews, save your favorites, and even get unlimited free shipping with Vivino Premium, plus a free 30-day trial. So, when that next visit rolls around, you know exactly what that dry Alsatian Riesling says about your commitment to your mother-in-law's Sunday roast. Visit vivino.com heritage to stock up. Vivino. Moxie Rosenblum, my dad, Harry Rosenblum, hosts Feast Your Ears on Heritage Radio Network. Right now, HRN is having a summer membership drive. Becoming a member is so easy, and you'll help support shows like my dad's. You can sign up for a one-time donation or become a monthly sustaining member by visiting heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Let's keep food radio on the airwaves this summer. That was really cute. <laughs> um, I'm back with Alex Dykleather, the amazing graphic designer who created our sauce pouches. And we're talking all about um, art and branding and design. So let's talk about our, mm-hmm. our you know, I guess, relationship yeah. <laughs> um, first. Because I think it, it'll lead to sort of how other CPG companies can mm-hmm. kind of get the best out of working with a freelance graphic mm-hmm. designer because there is, you know, there's a scope of work. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, part of what I want to do here is help other companies that are starting like mine really kind of get the most out of the different relationships that they have, whether that's the distributor, the co-packer, mm-hmm. the designer, the marketing person, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But with us, um, can you just talk people, tell people kind of what the process was? So we met at the garden or yeah. at the farmer's market. Yeah. Um, met at the farmer's market tour. I don't even really remember how we started talking right. about. I like, think I was like, what do you do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and graphic designer. Oh, making a thing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And then you contacted me and I came into Haven's kitchen, which I had never been to before. Right. Love the space. <laughs> Good. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think, like, at the time, um, I mean, you were pretty, like, clear and on your way. Oh, no, the packaging wasn't totally decided yet, actually. Right. Um, you knew you wanted to use the pouches, but at the time, we, we were talking about, like, maybe a sleeve or something. Right. Um, but the... the Oh, that was... That would... <laughs> actually, <laughs> this is kind of... Wait, no, this is funny, because, mm-hmm. like, this is how little I knew about, like, cost. Yeah. I wanted to have a clear pouch mm-hmm. and I wanted to have like a cardboard sort of white cardboard mm-hmm. thing around it yeah. and then inside of another yeah. <laughs> box which now I like ha ha at <laughs> myself that like a year ago or whatever it was yeah. because I'm just adding up like the cents that yeah. each pouch would have cost yeah, had I yeah. done that. But basically pretty much early on in our process mm-hmm. you just design we just figured that like we were going to make labels and put them on pouches. Yeah. Pretty much because we are actually going into a printed pouch. Yeah. Um, but because we weren't sure that 
this was even an idea that was going to work. Yeah. And so we wanted to spend as little money as possible <laughs> on packaging. Yes. And so. And then on. also um, showcasing the product was a right. huge part that of it. That was important. Yeah. And something about these pouches was the fact that you'd be able to see the sauce and the sauces were thankfully these right. beautiful vibrant colors right. and the fact that haven's kitchen is like a black and white color right. palette and then you have these beautiful like natural colors of the actual sauce it was kind of this you know perfect yeah. match <laughs> so that I part mean, was kind of solved <laughs> you made the pouches look like mini versions of the actual physical space because mm -hmm. we have those clear walls and the black and white and then all the color comes from the food mm-hmm so I, I, how did you say like send me things you like or what? yeah? Well, I came in and met with you and saw the space and like learned about what Havens was about, learned mm -hmm. about like what the sauces um, were about and what you guys were trying to achieve with that. And then we have these clear pouches that were going to be a part of it because showing the product was the main thing. And um, and then yeah, I was like, you know, if you have like if you know if you have things that you like, like send them to me and that'll just like give me a vibe. Right. I don't necessarily, I try to do that with everybody just so I get a sense of like, have you ever taste. had anyone just send you like really ugly, just unappealing, like <laughs> bad taste? Just no, like, no, nothing, not yet. I'm sure <laughs> it'll happen. Um, I have had people send me nothing cause they just right. like don't really know. Yeah. Um, and then what I try to do is kind of, uh, you know, take what is given to me and also do research on my own. And then, um, sometimes like with you, I didn't really have to do a round of just like, is this the vibe you like? Right. Cause it was pretty clear right. but with other people. I can be like, okay, well, how's this direction? Do you like this? Do you like that? And then I can kind of get a sense of like, it's a lot like cooking. I mean, I think so much of this, like I think as a founder, you really have to trust yourself. Even if design is not your thing, mm -hmm. you do know what you like yeah. to look at. You mm -hmm. do, if you, if you get to choose things in front of you, you could, you know, you can say, I kind of, I'm responding to this and mm -hmm. I'm not responding to yeah. that. It's the same with food. Like yeah. people are like, I don't know. You yeah. Know? But you do. Yeah. You know, if you sit with yourself enough, you know, I don't actually like spicy things or mm -hmm. I really like smoky flavor. Yeah. You know? And I feel like even, you know, if people are able to kind of look at things, a lot of people just look at things and they're like, well, I like that, but I don't really know why. Right. But then I'm able well, to kind of put together yeah. if there's like four things that they like, I can be like, okay, well, obviously they're really, you know, just distilling it down. Like yellow is obviously their right. favorite color. Well, that's what you did. That mm -hmm. was why I cried at the presentation <laughs> because you took, I kind of just like threw up everything <laughs> that I liked. We knew we wanted to have the logo on it, obviously. Yep. And mm -hmm. we knew we just needed to like refresh it a mm -hmm. little bit. And I sent you basically all of these things mm -hmm. that I responded to and I didn't really hold back. Yeah. And then you took them. Do you remember this? I and, do. Yeah. And you put them all in a grid and then you would click to the next slide mm -hmm. and 10 of them would pop out because they had something in common mm -hmm. and then four of them would pop out on the, like, yeah, every, thing? yeah, yeah. Well, every page, like I, so yeah, I took everything that Ellie gave me and then each page I kind of, uh, would distill them down into groups. So there were lots of, you know, everything it, like looked very good together because it was all very specific. It was look. amazing. Yeah. But everything is like very black and white and very neutral and some things had illustration and some things had handwriting. And so I kind of broke them out into those different Some things categories. were like a bold, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Kind of playful. Um, yes. And then you made 
four or five. I presented six yeah. different. I just took a peek at that presentation before I came. <laughs> I look um, at it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like just to make myself smile. I did six different directions um, that all had the same tone, but just kind of like leaned in different right. um, directions. One had illustrations on it. One was handwriting. Yep. Um, and then I still love all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look back and I mean, eventually I'd like to use all of them for something <laughs> because each one of them represents this like little corner of my mm-hmm. mind that I love. Mm-hmm. And you can't go with every corner of your mind. Yeah. You kind of have to choose yeah. a corner. So what do you do with someone who is like, I don't know. <laughs> well, even if it, if, you, if they don't know um, about visuals that's fine because that's why they're hiring somebody else right um so as long as they have a clear idea of you know the product or company they're trying to um create and what kind of the mission statement about that is or you know what they're trying to achieve with that um even that will help dictate a visual style um even with i'm trying to think like uh, the wing is mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that I well, let's uh, talk about that. Yeah, they they've been rather successful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and their branding. I mean, their branding is amazing. Yeah. So the wing is a New York based women's. Um, it's kind of become a co-working space, but it's an event space and it's a space for just women to come and network and get to know each other and. Um, uh, when I was at Pentagram, I was on the team that did the branding for that. Um, and they came to us at Pentagram and they had a different name and right. they had a different, um, they had picked like some colors that were different than it is now. And it was mostly about, this is just a place where it between point A and point mm-hmm. B. So you don't have to, you know, right. tweeze your eyebrows in a Starbucks right. and, you know, that's kind of was the basis of it all. And it was, I mean, because I met them mm-hmm. early on too, and it was well. That's where we met. That was the farmers oh, that's market right. tour. It was the tour. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Of course, it was an event at the wing. Right. It was an event at the wing. <laughs> yeah, but this was all before the election. Yes. So there wasn't almost that, you know, that like yeah. call to arms. Yeah. Piece of it. Yes. But it still works with that. Yeah. So. Well, when we were so, um, well, Audrey Gelman. Um, who founded one of the co-founders of the wing. She has very good taste and was also able to provide a lot of visuals. Right. Um, so we were able to go off of a lot of what she provided, but we are, we were looking at, um, you know, vintage like seventies women's protest posters to kind of help dictate maybe a direction where the type was, would go. And, um, we uh, were looking at just like all these different, you know, types of women. And that also kind of led into the typography and the logo has um, all these different like yeah. W's that we yes. use everywhere, which kind of reflects like the multifaceted woman. Yeah, and it does. Yeah. So um, that's kind of an example of, I guess, how visuals can go into like the mission of it. Um, and then luckily, yeah, it was like a flexible enough, um, identity for when it became like post-election, right. it was still able to, it wasn't locked into this like point A, point B. Right. No, it's very, I mean, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. I happen to think that branding means a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't see a world that is brandless. Even no. in like the grocery store, we talk about all the time how there's definitely going to be more private label grocery mm-hmm. and, you know, you have to have, if you have a brand that's 
you know, if we have a sauce, let's say that's seven ninety nine, and there's an unbranded one that's four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have to be better, but we have to be like significantly better, right? Yeah. But I do think that there's always going to be a world that where people just have a brand love. You know, yeah. it's their tribe. It gives them you know, this feeling that's like bigger than the product itself. And I feel like what you do, which is really cool, is you help companies create that Mm -hmm. for their people. So, I mean, what would you say if a brand is just starting out and they don't necessarily have a full-on identity? Like, what are the five things or the three things Mm -hmm. or whatever before they come to you mm-hmm. and say, make me a logo right. and make me a font mm-hmm. and help me, um, yeah. what do you want them to figure out? Well, I actually think that, um, like, come to a designer earlier. Oh, <laughs> a lot of people, okay. co- well, a lot of people, I feel like they've got this idea and they want to start this new brand mm-hmm. and they're doing all the different things that need to be, I mean, I don't know, that's so beyond me, Um, but they're doing all that stuff. And then they're like, okay, we want to launch and uh, we need to launch in like a month. So we need a designer. And can you give us our logo in like a week? Like, what do you mean it's going to take longer? And it becomes this thing where um, it becomes very rushed. And um, I also like understand that startups like uh, have low budgets and there's nothing wrong with that. But then when it becomes this crazy, like rushed like fast thing, but there's also like no money involved and whatever. It becomes like kind of a chaos. So I think that there is, um, having a designer helping out earlier on, you guys can kind of grow together in a way. Um, that's because things aren't always figured out and things are always changing even at the last minute when you're about to launch and you get the designer, the design sometimes helps you see, right. Oh, that's actually, we don't want, like this name looks crazy when right. it's on the box or right. whatever. Um, and that can help dictate evolution within the brand. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a logo before I had a business. Mm-hmm. Like I literally way back in 2009, yeah. I knew I wanted something that was a yeah. kitchen. I knew I wanted it to look like that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure exactly what it was yet. Yeah. Um, because I'm so visual, mm-hmm. you know, cause like, that resonates with me. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great piece of advice. Go like get the, to a designer yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like what you can expect, I mm-hmm. mean, I know everyone's different, mm-hmm. but what is the general sort of scope? Like what, what do you, what are you giving people? Well, I try to figure that out. I mean, it varies with every, um, client and every job and I try to figure that out because sometimes they just don't even they like the person that's hiring me or whoever doesn't even know I'll right. be like so what are you like looking for and they're like uh not sure right <laughs> right branding <laughs> like, right. right okay uh so then I'll try to I mean depending on what it is I try to like make a list and be like would you like these things right. do you need these things branded right um because it's could be more than i mean more than just a logo i mean everybody's like obsessed with like social stuff now and right do you um, do social stuff too <laughs> I, try, I try not to but right. i you know uh sometimes people need an example of what an instagram will look like right um but whatever right <laughs> i don't know i feel like it's not that, that important um but uh you know if people need packaging like what does that even 
mean packaging can be such an experience and um it should be yeah and then people don't think about like you were saying like you're counting the cost of what would this like cardboard sleeve be on the pouch and stuff so there's so much like exploration that has to go into things too and research and i don't think people realize like how much time actually goes into packaging not just packaging just like the design process like takes time yes i think people think like you're on a computer. Just right. press just the make buttons. the logo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I mean, it's so true. I, again, going back to brand thinking, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I really feel like there's, she also told a story about Coke, how they wanted their bottles to be so iconic that even when they were broken on the street, people mm-hmm. knew it was a Coke bottle, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think about that with the pouches. Mm-hmm. Like, if you saw a pouch, have you gotten a lot of calls? I mean, I've um, gotten people, uh, yeah. people have Where'd contacted me pouches? about the pouch. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. for sure. It's I'm a, like, it's ah. a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we only have a couple minutes left, mm-hmm. but, and this is a very big question and I know you don't like open ended, <laughs> so I can narrow it down for mm-hmm. you, but you know, what does branding ultimately like mean to you? I mean, and how do you feel about helping, you know, companies really, can live or die yeah. by their branding. Yeah. And I guess I'm curious about your thoughts about it. And if you feel like, you know, if you had known when you were little that this is what you'd be doing, mm-hmm. how you'd feel about it. <laughs> yeah. And what you dream about it. And, <laughs> and, and what you think happens after you die. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, branding is like very, very, very important. And like I said before, it is also kind of invisible. Mm-hmm. Not always, but like um, I just don't I don't think people realize like how like every single sign you look at that directs you to anything like yep. that's like it's Someone not branding, it. but it's like a design. Yeah. It's graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. No, I mean, <laughs> I think signs. no, it's true because <laughs> yeah. people you know, we walk through this world and everything, someone's made a choice. Yes. Even the stop sign, someone yes. made a choice. Yes. I don't know who. I don't know either. There's actually a funny video that's like a joke about the designing the stop like sign. what it would look like in another well, ha- font. Or, or like, no, like the client being like, well, it has to appeal to men and women. <laughs> like, so make it blue and pink. Like, I don't, I don't right. know, something That's like actually that. yeah. very funny. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but red, you know, yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so I want people to be able to find you if they mm-hmm. need you. So okay. <laughs> give me, tell me how people can find you if they need graphic design help. Okay, um, well, my website is alexsteikleather.com. Which is a great name. Yeah, which people misspell often. Yes, because I, I, I thought it was strike leather. Yeah, a lot I of think people think it's strike. Co- yeah. It's steak. Yes. Um, and then uh, I guess my Instagram mm-hmm. is at chick fried stike yes which, <laughs> where did that come from well uh when i was first making a twitter way back when uh-huh. i just was trying to do a pun on my name and there weren't enough characters to write chicken fried stike <laughs> so it became so chick that's it. all right <laughs> yeah, i'm I also a vegetarian works. so i don't even really that's know very funny. what it is <laughs> um well and last question yes your favorite types of companies to work with and why um i guess companies that like i mean this is so generic I guess but companies that want to do good right I know like uh no matter how big or small um like I think Haven's Kitchen Sauces is doing good like and Haven's Kitchen does good like um you know you're trying to educate people about food Mm -hmm. and 
Um, get them you know, cooking. Get them cooking. Yeah. I mean, ever since that farmer's market tour, when you taught me you could eat the stock of a broccoli, <laughs> I eat broccoli stalks oh, wow. all the time. Well, I'm so glad. Oh, yeah. And they're delicious. They are. <laughs> yeah. I almost like it more than broccoli tops at this point. Yeah. No, it's um, awesome to hear. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> everybody go buy broccoli. <laughs> And just as a little side note, the reason why this is a shorter podcast than usual for me is because I was late coming (laughs) from the fancy food show, which for all you CPG uh, new brands, emerging brands, et cetera, uh, these trade shows will, they will knock you on your feet Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go home and take a bath (laughs) and go to sleep. Do it. Um, So thank you, David, for being understanding about me being late, for being the best engineer (laughs) Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you and for having me. Sharing all of your everythings. Um, and I will be, I guess I always say, see you next time, but it's not really. <laughs> but you'll hear me next time on In the Sauce. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.